Hey, hey, friends, it's your girl, Sharifa D, and welcome to the Sunday Social Hour. Take three deep breaths and just be for a few seconds. On today's episode, I talk about burnout, stress, physical symptoms, and more with beautiful friends, Simone and Carla. Carla, the host of Pause on Wine and Pace, joins the conversation to share her story and how she's recovering from burnout. Good morning, good morning, happy Sunday, and welcome to the Sunday Social Hour. I am so excited to have Simone with us and Carla with us. She is the host of Pause, Unwind, and Pace. And Carla, we're just so excited to have Um, And can you just guide us into a nice Sunday flow? Yeah, and I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm a little nervous, but I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I'm going to start us with a meditation, and this is to help you all find calm. So we're going to get started. I invite you to take a deep breath, and when you're comfortable, begin to close your eyes. I wonder if you would take a moment to imagine yourself being more calm, peaceful, and focused. And as you allow your unconscious mind to naturally conjure an image of what that would feel like, consider what you might be seeing, hearing, and what you might be feeling. That shows you are more calm, peaceful, and focused. And perhaps we're already feeling more calm peaceful, and focused. If not, notice that your unconscious mind can reveal how you might do this. Now maybe you can think of a simple way to incorporate this feeling of calm into your life in the days and weeks ahead. And after you have done that, know that it really can be this easy to create a little more peace and calm in your life. So I invite you now to take a breath for a moment and begin to move your attention back to the room, listening to the sounds around you and begin to open your eyes. So, how was that? How was that meditation for you guys? It was very short and simple. <laughs> very short and simple, but great. I think just coming to a pause and just centering ourselves and just listening to everything that is around us and just focusing too on the words of calm, peace, just like all of that is needed especially in the craziness that we've been going through um it was great thank you it was great and i'm so happy um that you let us do that because today we are talking about recovery and recovery from burnout specifically and carla i wanted you to kind of open us up and walk us through because i was listening to your podcast and the episode where you talked about being burnt out and you revealed a lot um, of yourself and of your story and I want you to just kind of walk us through that episode and also how you knew that you were feeling burnt out. Okay so I'm gonna start here. I'm a single mom so right there I'm already kind of stressed out sometimes because everything is in my hands but um basically for that episode I just started to think about what goes on every day how I'm feeling and whenever I'm feeling a little 
I guess you can say extra emotional is when I know I might need to take a step back and stop doing as much as I'm doing. Um, I just really talk about day-to-day life and how I feel in day-to-day life as a single mom that works a full-time job, you know, that has a new podcast that's, you know, you know, coming out and I have so much going on. I have a new position at work now and it's a lot of stresses to try to fit in and do everything I want to do and get so much done. And even me creating a business, it's like a lot of work because I don't have enough time in a day. I feel like I need an extra three hours of the 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I will stay up until like one o'clock to get things done. And I'm taking a course right now. And it's like, why did I sign up for this course? And I have all this stuff already to do. But um, it's really, I really notice I'm burnt out when I'm extra emotional or I just feel like I'm not accomplishing anything or, you know, I'm just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really all for me. I just, it's a lot sometimes. And there's days where I'm on the verge of tears because I'm like, I can't do this. My daughter's not listening. I have so much to do when she goes to bed and she's not trying to go to sleep. So, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It definitely is a lot. Uh, Simone? Yeah, um, good morning. Thank you again for having me on today. Uh, for me, as a young woman who has a full-time job, but then also have a full-time marketing business on the side, it's um, and also I'd probably say type A because I want to know all the things and do all the things. Um, I know for me, I when I'm burnt out or I'm feeling close to burnt out, for me, I just have to take a notepad, get a pen, and just write down everything that is trapped in my head. Um, when I do that mind dump, it then, like, all of a sudden, it's, like, out of my head. I'm like, okay, this is these are things I'm concerned about. And most of the times, I realize, like, these are, like, little frivolous things. Just about, like, oh, I need to contact my homeowner's insurance. Or I need to, you know, I've been saying just whole companies. Um, so it's like all these little smaller things that just take up space in my head along with the bigger things like, okay, what am I trying to do with my career? Um, why are you hustling so much? And, um, cause I mean, I think from going, you know, waking up at like eight o'clock and similar to Carla, not going to bed until like 12 PM or 12 AM, it's, it gets to the point where it's like, wow, okay. So when are you going to have time for yourself? And for mm-hmm. me, I think I really am attuned to that when I realize when I don't cross anything off, but I've added things. It's like, okay, you, you're you just spinning your wheels at this point. Stop what you're doing. Refocus and manage your expectations of yourself as well as others. That's good. That's really good. I like how you both, like... Carly, you notice when your emotions are really high or you're on that verge of tears that that's okay. That's your, like, signal. And Simone, you utilize a tip of, like, mind dumping to help you kind of, like, prioritize in a sense of what's more important, what needs to really get done so you don't feel as overwhelmed. Um, And both, it's, the reason why I bring it up is because I know for myself, I'm, I can relate to the both of you and things that I have going on with myself and I put the feelings that are associated with us being burnt out and I recognize that even for me I I get on the verge of tears or I just feel so stressed and overwhelmed that I'm like you know what I'm just gonna lay here and not do anything (laughs) because I don't even know where to start so I'm going to take your tip, Simone of doing like a mind up and I'm big on checklists anyway um, seeing things crossed off gives me a sense of accomplishment and makes me feel like, okay, I got this, I can keep going. But what happens when we do end up adding more to our list and we keep going even though we see those signs? I will say this, like many times when I'm thinking like, oh, I need to get this project done, usually it's like for other people, but then I think about it later on, I'm like, okay, you didn't have to get that project done like that day. You had mm-hmm. enough time. Like, no one's pressing you for this. You just made this assumption in your head. I have to get these five projects done within the next two days or else I'm going to be considered a failure. And it's like, 
again, the management of expectations, really knowing where the deadlines are and what's actually important. Because I realized a lot of the times that I feel stressed out, many of the things I, I did to myself, essentially, it's like you made your own trap and you fell into the trap. And mm-hmm. so making sure you give yourself, one, enough time to complete important tasks, but then also, too, to really ask yourself, when is this really due? Do you have all the information you need to complete it? Because many times, too, it's um, expectations we put on ourselves that no one asked you to do. Um, at least that's what I'm realizing in my case. Yeah. And Carla, you are managing, like, from what I'm hearing, Simone, it's it's that internal pressure of, like, this has to get done, this has to get done. And Carla, you're a single parent, so you have no choice but to get things done. Yeah, it's all on my shoulders right now. And it's a lot. Um, it was an adjustment for me to become a single mom because I'm used to the extra help. Um, and I seem to, I'm one of those people as well. I'd like to make a list of things that need to be done. I use like little apps that are like daily reminders and, um, just things that can keep me organized so that I can just press a button, check it off the list. And Mm -hmm. I will put myself like pressure on myself when it comes to projects, especially for work or just things that I have goals that I have set for myself that I'm like, oh, I want to get it done by this time when there really shouldn't be a deadline. It's like whenever I can get it done, I can get it done. Unless it's something for work or um, for the course I'm taking, then I don't need to really focus because I have a lot more time. But I just, I put all this pressure on myself, even if it's not intentional, I do Mm -hmm. it all the time. And then I look back like, dang, I should have actually took a couple of steps back to calm my nerves at least yeah yeah and um Simone Carla and I were talking a little bit earlier about how you know taking PTO and you just taking a break and it brought me to this question of why taking a break and rest really has become like counterintuitive with our culture because we are so used to I need to hustle. I need to make money. I need to grind. I need to do all these things all the time. If I'm not working, I'm not being productive. If I'm not working, then I'm worth nothing or my our worth is attached to the work that we're producing. And it brought me to that question of like taking a break and really resting, how that doesn't match with where we're at and why it's so important for us to take a break and rest. That's, you know, I was thinking about this, like just comparing, I was talking to my dad a few weeks ago and how I think it's a matter of technology that's kind of got us where it's like instant gratification. We're always mm-hmm. carrying our phones around with us. I'm trying to figure out if there's an app that prevents me from getting work emails through the weekend because I don't want to have to uninstall the email app and then reinstall it back Monday morning. Monday morning. But yeah. I know for me, it's, when I see email come in during the, the weekend and if there's something easy that I can take care of, I just go ahead and do it because I don't want to, one, forget about it, or two, I don't want that hanging over me. But if yeah. I had just not have even seen it, I wouldn't have even had that thought for it. But I rest is productive. Um, mm-hmm. I say that and I'm, I'm indoctrinating myself into that mantra because I'm, I take my PTO. I, I do take my vacation time. But when... I take my vacation time from my full-time job. So I might be out doing something, relaxing, but I'm still thinking, okay, maybe I can develop a course for baby bird design, or maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that. Um, it's not fully, I'm not fully present and engaged in what I'm doing at that moment. And so I've come to realize that it's like, you need to just turn your brain off. Like, don't think about full-time job, the marketing business, think about just restoring yourself because it's not an act of selfishness to take a break. Um, Contrary to that, you need to take a break because when you get to the point where you're so stressed out and overwhelmed, you act, you become a totally different person. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not, at least for me, I realize I get really short with people. It's like, not that I'm being mean about it, but it's like, okay, yep, I answered your question. Do you have anything else? No. All right. Well, hey, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Um, because there's other things I gotta do off my cross off my checklist. However, um, 
vacation and PTO is important, but it depends on what you do during that time off. That really makes it worthwhile. If you're still fretting about work, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you might as well just have went into work, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. But it's important. And it's just weird with our society where, you know, even taking a day off, I mean, you look at other European countries, people take a holiday for two, three weeks at a time. And I I think that might just be a, an American thing, maybe. But it's yeah. something to grapple with. Yeah. Carla, your thoughts? So I agree with everything <laughs> that was just said. Um, I too now take my PTO without a problem. Back in the day, last year, I, I say last year, I was I had a hard time taking my PTO because I felt like, you know, if I'm not there, right, and you have other people, other colleagues that are always calling out, always, you know, coming to work late, leaving early, like every week or every, you know, more times out of the month than they should, right? I mm-hmm. felt like I have to be that person. Like you believe I want my boss to know, hey, I'm here for you and I'm not gonna be calling out of work for any reason because I don't wanna, you know, I don't one, I don't wanna miss out on something. Like at one point in my career, I was like, I'm not taking any time off because I <clears throat> know there are new positions opening and I wanna be the reliable person. And that everyone mm-hmm. always so reliable and also I'm like dang like I need a break and I don't want to take the break because I'm like well they might need me no one else is going to be there they're going to need me <clears throat> and I know it's like they have other people to you know pick up when I'm not there or when you know someone else isn't there but I just couldn't do it until this year I'm like no we're taking this PTO even if I'm sitting in the pool all day we're going to take the mm-hmm. day off <clears throat> and I feel like as a culture, like everything going on in the world, like we always have our phones, like Simone said, we always have, you know, something going on, a work email or something. And um, I feel like we're trying to work to the point of like, we want to get that equal money and that equal respect at work, right? Yeah. That's a lot of us. And I don't want to bring race into it, but like, as a black woman, as a black woman, it's like, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do my thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because one, I want that equal pay. I want that equal respect because you see, I do a great job in my position, right? And, you know, I want to show like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it the same as a man or whoever, you know? So that's my thing. That's why I was working so hard. And then I realized I'm still getting good pay, (laughs) right? Doesn't matter. (laughs) And, you know, I'm getting my name out there. I'm networking at work so people know, like, she can do this. So yeah. if you need help, that's who you need to reach out to. I'm going to be your go-to person no matter what. And in my personal life, I feel like I just I just want to do too much. I always want to go out to dinner or something like that. And I don't take a break. So, like, for the last couple months on and off, I took, like, a month break of going out to eat with anybody. I'm, I will go mm. out with my dog. Or I might sometimes take myself out to eat just to have a little time to, like, sit there. I might listen to a podcast because that's all I do now and relax (laughs) the food, have my little pina colada and just, you know, not have to talk to anyone because it's so much of, you know, having to talk and chit chat and deal with other people's energy. And sometimes I don't want to take in other people's energy. I want my own energy to, like, you know, do its thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with the both of you. Um, I just recently went through a major issue. And so the last two, three months have been my transition period of really understanding rest and what that looks like. Um, because I'm like you, Carla, I, I feel like, okay, my work, in a sense, I was it was twisted where my work kind of defined me because I had lost everything else in my mind I'm like okay at least I have work I know what I'm good at I know that I'm great at my job Um, I know that my kiddos love me I love them so I'm gonna pour everything that I am into that and when failures happen and things happen in life you kind of get rocked and you're like okay what the heck where what is happening here and so I was forced to take a break um because I was always the reliable therapist. I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do everything that I need to do, regardless of who's coming, who's not. And 
I got to a place where it was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. I feel like I'm being short with the kids. I feel like I'm being short with my family, with my friends. I'm wanting to isolate myself more, just wanting to be by myself. And those were my precursors in knowing that, okay, something's wrong and I need to tap out. And um, in that time, I kind of was trying to understand why for me personally, taking a break was so much and it felt hard. The first couple of weeks of being home, I was like, I don't know what the heck to do with myself. I would just be sitting there crying and on top of, you know, other things that were going on. But I got to a point where I was like, okay, this is good for you. This is okay. You are still being productive, whether you finish that pile of laundry or you decide to just sit here and read a book or you actually write whatever, like you are still being productive. This is a great moment for you. This is a holy moment for you. You need to sit here and work some things out within yourself and also to just be. And there's nothing wrong with being. And it wasn't until like month two, really last in last month, where I was like, you know what? Other countries do this. They work four days a week. I'm going to adopt that motto. I'm working four days a week. Why? Because I need to prioritize my mental health. I can't be a good wife. I can't be a good therapist. I can't be a good friend, a good sister, a good daughter if I'm not taking care of me. And that looks different for everybody else. It, it's for some people, it's I need to take a half a day or I can work five days or do whatever. But I, I finally got to a point where I need a system that is going to be healthy so that I can show up healthy. And so I'm not snapping on people all day long. And well, and I would it, also and like for me, I would say that we need to stop being so loyal to companies, especially yes. when I mean, we've seen it before where people have worked, dedicated their whole working careers to companies and then at the tail end of it, they're treated so horribly. Um, mm -hmm. But then also even when you're working hard, you busting your tail doing 50 hours a week and then they don't, you realize that they're not paying you an equal wage to maybe some of your counterparts who are not grinding as hard as you on the job. And so I've come to realize it's like, hey, you pay me, you know, before when I was working an hourly job, like, you, can, you pay me 40 hours a week. That is my dedication to you, not 42 hours, not, you know, 50 hours. You paid mm -hmm. me for 40 hours. I'm going to give you 100% during those 40 hours. After that, I need you to lose my number, and I'll see you on Monday. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, a perfect example of this was at one company that I worked for before. It was during COVID. We lost two employees due to COVID. And mm -hmm. within two weeks, they had their job position open, ready to, you know, hire someone else. And so that was a reminder to me that Simone, you can't dedicate the best of yourself to this company or to any company, really. You are only responsible for yourself. You need to prioritize yourself because you have a family, you have friends, you have all these people who care about you. This yeah. job will easily replace you in two to three weeks. You know, they'll mourn your, your loss or they'll mourn you leaving, but they, at the end of the day, they are there to either make money or do whatever the business is. So really, you know, focusing, hey, I am required to do this based on our contract, based on me being an employee of this company. But after that, I need to invest in myself, my family, my friends, and finding a workplace that allows that. That's, I think, the difficulty in this time right now. Um, yes. Many people are realizing that, too, where it's like this whole work from home or hybrid thing where it's people, it's a lot. It's not just going to work to do your job. You're going to work and you're entering politics, like work office yes. politics. Mm -hmm. Similar to what Carl was saying, people's energy. Sometimes there's people who are absolute like energy vampires and they just drain you of whatever energy you came in with. Um, and then again, just the work itself. So for me, it's focusing more so, yeah, you have to work to live, but you don't have to live to work. Yeah. So, or actually flip that around. But it's, you know, you, you need money to unfortunately live here, but you don't have to kill yourself over it. 
So really kind of making your priorities yourself, your friends. And, your and then the job is a job. We see now we can go anywhere to work now. Um, if you don't like it, switch it up and just keep yourself in the forefront. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, how, how do we support other people who are feeling burnt out, um, whether we know or don't know? Me personally, what I do, um, I try to, I let them know I'm there for them. Right. If I feel like there's a shift in their energy, like I'm really big on people's energy. So I pay attention to everyone. I make sure like I know key things about each person that I, you know, I am around so that I know, like, if you're not talking that day, like, hey, just want to let you know I'm here. Like, hope everything's OK. Um, mm -hmm. I make sure I validate their feelings, of course. Like, I always validate everyone's feelings. Um, and I also make sure I, I lead with no judgment so they know, like, I'm not here to judge you, whatever's going on. Um, and I'm patient with them. So if they want to take their time to tell me what's going on, if they're not ready to talk, then I'm not going to force you to have a conversation. Um, and I won't give really any advice unless, unless they ask me because they might not be looking for advice. They might just need yeah. someone to listen to, to what's mm -hmm. going on with so I just make sure to just let them know I'm there. Your feelings are valid and, you know, I'm not here to judge. Like, I'm not a judgmental person anyway. So they know I'm I'm an open book. Come talk to me. Whatever you want to say, that's between me and you, not me, you, and the world. So that's how I go about supporting anyone. For me, I would say it's, it's exactly what Carla said, but then also being honest, even with um, – my feelings, because sometimes you're not going to say, for instance, an example of this, if I say, girl, you know, these last couple of weeks have been wild, I mean, I've been in a depressive state, da, da, da. then it's like, oh, oh, okay, I feel comfortable enough to talk to you about my depression. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of just being even vulnerable with your own emotions to be like, girl, this has been a tough week, I don't know what's been going on with your girl, but... You know, and then you can have that, like, oh, okay, I, because sometimes people, I mean, they always say check on your strong friends, because there's some people who just, you feel like, wow, I just, you're always on point, you, you, mm -hmm. just, like, you seem like you have it all together, and then yeah, that person will be like, oh, no, girl, <laughs> that's all a facade, that's what happens <laughs> out in the world, but on the inside, I got my own demons I have to fight, so I was like, okay, you know, it's great to yeah. see that person showing vulnerability where you can actually have an honest conversation about it because if there's someone that I've had in my life where they're if they seem like perfection I would never go to them with my imperfection and be like hey here's what I'm yeah. because the worst thing you can do is try and shut me down and gaslight me and so it's like you know what? I would never <laughs> I will only give you the social media highlights of my life because I <laughs> not the social media highlights <laughs> I don't trust you enough about vulnerability. Like, you know, with Sharifa or Brother Prince Trish, I just like look. You know, yep. if if I can say this without getting Baker acted, you can be real with your feelings. And so, but it's also being there and just saying, and it's the same thing, Carl. I hate when people like sometimes you just need to vent, and then other times mm -hmm. you can't. And so really just, you know, I'll sometimes stop and like, okay, wait, before you continue, what do you need from me? Are you just, you want me to listen or do you also want my advice? Because that shifts how I listen to the conversation. And it also just prompts me to realize, okay, this is what I need to be looking for. Or if they just need a vent, continue. Yeah. And you're really good at that. Like <laughs> me and Simone have known each other for a very long time and we've gone through a lot together and separately and we we constantly like okay once a month we're gonna meet up or even if we don't meet up like hey let's do a check-in and i think that's one of the things that i've loved about our friendship and now carla you and i are forming a friendship it's like we just need to check in you okay because i'm not okay do you have time to listen because i need to talk or like hey this is the situation that i'm going through i don't know how to approach it and I really appreciate you, Simone, for just being there for me the last two months, and you too, Carla, um, just being able to text y'all and be real about what I've been going through, and 
just accepting me for where I'm at because there were some days I really didn't have a lot to give. And there's still some days now where I'm like, some days are great. And other days I'm like, I I just don't have it. Sorry. Love you. Mean it. I will talk to you another time. But I just, I, I can't give it. And so having friends, I, I appreciate the both of you. Having friends that can see where you're at and support you, it means a lot. Because that's, that's one of the ways that we can get through this season. And I call it a season because I don't feel like, I think once you are in a burnout season and you recognize it, there are ways that we can come out of it and we form better habits so that we don't go back into it. And it's in those, those are the kind of the habits that I want us to like go into and talk about. Because one of the questions that I had was how gratitude kind of shifts us and gets us out of that space or how can gratitude get us get us out of that space and Carla I wanted you to talk about it because your second your episode after talking about being burnt out you also talked about gratitude and how is that how has that worked for you um so I okay so I've just been through so much that yeah you have (laughs) I have and some days I just it might be like the smallest thing that triggers a memory from the past and then I start to think about where I was when I left New York and where I am now and how much I've built the life that I live and it just I'm so grateful for everything so like I might come off like when people first meet me they're like oh yeah she's definitely like bougie snobby but I just give off that look because it's the tough girl look I'm I'm the (laughs) Say I'm the strong friend. I'm the one that is very like, I'm going to intimidate you because that's just how I come off. I'm a very like, you know, passionate person. I'm very, you know, don't play with me. I'm not here for it. Um, and I, I might look like that, but I'm really like the sweetest person that you can ever meet. <laughs> okay. And I keep it real. Um, and I've been through so much. So like, I understand people Uh, I understand everything about people when it comes to certain situations and like I don't ever think of myself as like okay I can buy what I want to buy right but I don't ever think of someone as like oh you're beneath me because I've been there I've been you know in a place that I never thought I would be let's just call it rock bottom and I didn't think I would Mm -hmm. be there and then when it happened I'm like this can't be happening so now I lead my life with you know being grateful for everything for everyone and I don't take people or things or just anything for granted because I worked to get here but like it was taken away from me back in the day because of maybe decisions that I made it can be taken away today so Mm -hmm. you know when I meet new people and I have to feel them out first because I know what type of friend I like and what type of friend you know that would suit me and you know, as me being like the stronger friend out of my friend group, most of my friend groups, I make sure that if it's someone that's around that's like going to drain me or anything like that, if I can't do it, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, But, you know, I just have to keep, keep myself humble with everything in life. Um, And just when I lead with things and when I do things with my daughter, I let her know, like, no, you don't, when we see someone on the street that might be homeless, right, and she asks questions, and I say, hey, you don't want to judge them, like, she said something, she said poor the other day, and I'm just like, you don't use those words, because you know what, we've been in a place where we didn't have a lot of money, you might have been a baby, but I've been there before, so you don't talk bad about anyone, if you see someone at school, and they might not have nice things, you don't say anything to them about that, you Say, hey, you want to use my pencil or you want to use this? If they don't have something, yeah. you're always going to be humble, be thankful, be grateful, be nice to everyone around you. Even if that person might be, it's okay. Don't be rude back to them. Kill them with kindness. Well, don't really kill them, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but I just, I just, I'm really grateful for everything. Like move, me moving to Florida was the best decision I could have ever made in my life. And yeah. When I moved here, I was like, I would, I volunteered for like the longest. And every day when I volunteered, we like packed up lunches and like, you know, things for women that needed, you know, 
personal goods and stuff. And I, I literally, I cried every day while I was there. Cause I was like, wow, like this could have been me sitting in this office waiting for you to give me the toiletries that you just packaged up and the snacks you just packaged it up for me to go eat wherever I could eat with my child. That could have been me. Oh, this makes me want to cry. <laughs> yeah, no, because it's real. I mean, it gratitude is. goes a long way. And you talked about humility and it's funny because my meditation this morning, I listened to a, a meditation from Soul Space and it talked about that and talked about humility and how, um, especially with faith and spirituality and, you know, how the humble, to be humble, you will be exalted. And when you aren't being humble, you're going to fall on your face. And it's like that saying where pride comes before the fall. And it's a blessing to really be humble, to be grateful, to have thanksgiving about everything that you have everything that you are able to do because at the end of the day is not you you know what i mean like you have someone out giving you the ability and the power to do these things and you've been blessed to have these talents but like you said carla as quickly as you get things is as quickly as they can go away so you have to be mindful of how you're doing things and how you're the intentionality behind things um and behind the people that you meet, the people that you bring into your home, the people that you bring into your space to meet your daughter, to meet your family, your friends, whatever. Like, it's, um, it is, it's, it's very important, especially when you're in a season or you're in a space that you feel drained already, that you feel like I can't go on and I can't keep doing this, counteracting it with, okay, I'm, I can't, I don't have the energy right now to do all of this, but the small things that I do have or the small things that I am able to do, I'm grateful that I can do that. I'm grateful that I can show up like this in this space, even when I don't have it all together. I will admit, I am terrible on the gratitude aspect. I I realize gratitude when... Most of the time, I realize that too when I'm in the that horrible track where you're comparing yourself yeah. to people. Yeah. Like, oh, I am, you know, 33 years old, and a friend of mine X Y Z, and then I'm stuck here, or I compare myself to a family member, and it's like, you know, but then I have to sit there and think, like, okay, smoke. Take a look at your own life, and I'm like listing out in my head all the different things I've done, my education. All different things I'm proud of, and that's kind of what recenters me at that time. But yeah. I will admit, on the day to day grind, I am literally like just a mind of just checklists. It's like, okay, just get it done. I don't even, even if it's a big accomplishment, like when I got my MBA, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what's the next thing? I need to now go and get another job or get a higher pay. Like, I wasn't even able to sit there in that and moment celebrate and celebrate. Yeah. I'm always mm-hmm. thinking like five steps ahead. like. I've already kind of, you know, in my head months ago that with, okay, yes, I'll be done with this program. Now I can figure out the next part of my life. I'm like beyond that at that time. So yeah. kind of practicing that a little bit more, that's one of those things I'm like, okay, my self-care regimen, I just need to kind of do a, if not a daily, like a weekly, just like, hey, what are you grateful for? Like take a moment. Mm-hmm. I know your, your mind is racing a, a mile a minute, but what just sit there and appreciate anything good that's happened to you um you know the people that are in your life and also stop comparing yourself to other people because we're all on different paths different journeys it's not apples apples so stop you can't compare yourself to others but carla i do want to say thank you so much for raising your daughter in such a way because i think that's the issue that i mean i think even in our generation, but hopefully in younger generations better, as far as just realizing that, again, you never know the time or the day when the shoe is on the other foot, and you realize that now you are the recipient of different services where you used to look down on those people who receive those services. So thank you for just even, you know, sharing that compassion with your daughter and letting her know, like, hey, look, you know, this could be anyone. My dad used to always tell me, he was a probation officer before he retired. And he was like, so I, I easily could have been one of them. I easily mm-hmm. could have been 
rolling. It's just I never got caught. That you know, it's you know, it's different things like that. It's just really life circumstances that just happen. It's almost like a roll of the dice. So we just have to be really compassionate with other people, but then also extend grace um, when it's needed because a lot of people just need a break out there. So just I just want to say thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. And in talking uh, about your daughter, Carla, I, how are you teaching her to recognize stress and wanting to take a break? What are the things that you guys are implementing day to day? Well, um, I know when she's like beyond, if she's very whiny, like the same with me. Everything she do, she'll she'll get a little like emotional and she'll start to like just the whiny voice the, you know like mommy I'm so uh, and you know the crying and whatever that's how mm-hmm. I know like, either she's just really tired or she just we've done too much today and she needs to take a beat um so for me what I try to do is during the day keep her as active as possible so that she can like get rid of some of that energy so that yeah. at the end of the day, she has a good night's sleep um and I feel like sleep is very important for her because if she stays up late in the morning, it's going to be rough for her to wake up. She's going to be like, just leave me alone. Like, you know, the kids in the morning are just, whew, they're a different. They're a whole nother breed. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> so I just make sure she has a lot of sleep. Um, we drink a lot of water over here. So I just make sure she keeps that, you know, water, ice water around. Um, I don't really do too much juice for her. If I do, it's like we're going out to eat. But it's really just keeping her active you know, talking about her feelings, um, when she's feeling a certain way, like I ask her, Hey, why are you feeling like this? What's going on? Express your feelings so that Mm -hmm. she's able to say, mommy, I'm tired or mommy, I'm hungry. Or, you know, just expressing what she wants because, you know, kids don't really say what they want all the time. You have to kind of out of them. You have to pull it out of them. (laughs) And sometimes you just don't know why they're whiny, why they're crying over, you know, I don't know, a piece of ice falling on the ground, anything. It can be the smallest thing and they're just like crying. Hey, go take a nap. <laughs> like it's okay to take a nap. <laughs> go lay down. Yeah, go take a bath. I'm like really big on, you know, giving I take really nice baths. I call them like elevated baths. So like I will put in the lavender um bath salt, put in the lavender bubbles. We like candles now. She's at an age where she likes her candles around the <laughs> around the tub. I know the tub. Yes, and like I might play like some soothing music, or she'll just have her iPad and watch a show and just play in the tub, or just relax in the tub. So like that's mm-hmm. a big thing here is our our fancy baths. We have to take a nice fancy bath, and she's like, "Mommy, I want the candles too, please. Can I have some water?" And I'm like, "Okay, well you're doing a bit much, but let's go. Let's do this." <laughs> and i think this is these are all good tips just for not only just for the kids but also for us because i'm like man when was the last time i actually like took a nice bath Mm -hmm. i I can't even remember like just sit down with a like i i like to read books so i i will fly through a book in a week and i just had a friend actually release a book and i started reading it and my husband's like, man, like you just enjoying this time. I'm like, listen, I really am. Like this is this is my me time. I'm okay with it. But you gave us some good stuff, like drinking water, so important. It's probably the number one like stress reliever. Drinking some water, like replenishing yourself, taking a bath, like those are great, great tips for just letting our kid and also to allowing our younger kids to know it's okay to express their feelings i don't know about y'all but when we were kids i don't i don't remember that being a thing where it's like you need to just be out of sight and not heard what and bill do you like, pay to have huh? uh, an opinion like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> what bill do you pay you don't have no feelings you are a child being a child's place yes um, burning down like <laughs> you know you were supposed to stay in a child's place. So that is absolutely true. We never really were taught to express ourselves, unless you're out in the community, maybe. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're allowing your daughter to do that now and us as we start to have kids, 
um, understanding that they need to be able to express themselves so that way when they are in a season where they're feeling overwhelmed or tired or just hey the day is overwhelming and they've gone done too much they're not screaming and tantruming and popping off on people because I feel like as you our childhood really does set us up for our adulthood and I've talked about this on other episodes um, but we're unlearning so many things from our childhood and creating better habits for us now that we can carry on to the next generation and I think understanding what it means to rest take a break recognize their stress how that affects their body um the the physical symptoms because like I know like at times I can't sleep I can't sleep I have headaches or I just like um I just just telling my husband the other day my left shoulder is has been hurting and I think it's because of feeling stressed and just I feel like all that tension is weighing on my shoulders. And so understanding what all that is and being able to say, okay, I need to take a pause. And I need to just be here for a little bit. So um, what are some other ways that you guys could tell me that we can prevent burnout? I mean, even just movement, um, I've been really bad about that, but getting out, exercising, just walking, not even hardcore exercising, but literally getting away from your desk for like 30 minutes, just taking a walk Mm -hmm. around the block. Um, Sleep definitely is one of those things. Um, For me, and it's just also a mind shift change, I think, where it's like you have to prioritize yourself like again when I'm thinking okay it's 10 30 at night and that's usually like my bedtime like when I need to start winding down or 10 o'clock because I try and be in bed by 10 30 but mm-hmm. it's 10 15 I'm like well this next thing like if I get this one other thing done off my to-do list I'll feel really good about it and you know it might take me until 11 o'clock but ah, it's it's saying no you are worth getting your full eight hours of sleep, that one task that you're thinking you can bust out in like 30 minutes, it can, it'll be there tomorrow. Go to bed. Like, mm-hmm. really talking to yourself, being like, you are worth resting for. You are worth either, you know, going out taking a walk. You don't need to sit and be productive 24-7. So just kind of having that negotiation with yourself, be like, no, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to go to bed. That's kind of been my things there. And then also just like you were saying at the beginning too, Sharifa, just there are some days you're not going to have it in you. Just extending grace to yourself and be like, hey, you know what? You weren't too hot today on some things, but, you know, we all have those days and it's okay. Enjoy it. If you just need to sit on the couch and just read a book for the day, do it. You deserve it. But, again, having those mental conversations with yourself to kind of psych yourself out, I think that's, at least for me, that's kind of what I've been doing lately and it's helped a lot. Because I'm talking it out and trying to figure out why do I believe that, okay, if I push myself to 11 p.m., then I'm going to feel better about it when I still have 20 things on my to-do list. Right. So that's kind of my rationale, I guess. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, For me, it's utilizing my PTO now. That's one thing to help me prevent any type of burnout. If I feel like I need a mental health day, I'm going to take it. Um, and also I agree with the exercising because when I, if it's a week where I'm exercising a lot, there, that means that one, I realize that I've been very lazy and I need to get up. Um, and two, <laughs> also means that I have things going on in my mind that I need to, I need to think about and me working out lets me think like I could be lifting weights and I'm like listening to a song, just thinking my thoughts and getting through all my thoughts. Um, And another thing that I do is, like, I like to have things organized. So if I'm, like, just going through it one week, I'm like, let me go ahead and organize this closet. Or let me go organize underneath my bathroom sink or the refrigerator or the cabinets, whatever it is. I just, I love to organize. And it helps me to just think and get through thoughts. Um, And then I also try to 
I have a lot of alarms, so I set times for myself. So I'm an early person, so I might go to bed at one o'clock, but I'm going to wake up at 5.30 or 5.45 to do whatever I need to do before I have to wake my daughter up to bring her to camp or school. Um, so like I like to set little times for myself or just know like in the morning before I clock in for work, I want to make sure I put the laundry in, um, you know, make the bed put the dishes away, do something like that, just to keep my brain, like, you know, focused and just know, like, if my space is organized and clean, then I can get through all my thoughts. Because if it's a mess, I'm just thinking about how messy something is. And then my brain's like, I can't get through my thoughts, like, of what I'm feeling. So that's really what I do. It helps. <laughs> I like it. Mm -hmm. I like it a lot. I think there's, like you said, the, I think movement in general is just overall, it's good for everything. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your physical health. Um, it's really, I agree with you. Like it's, it's been a, a, a big help for me. I noticed that when I get into the gym, it is the one place where I'm like, Rifa, do you have this next hour? These 60 minutes are yours. It's for you, by you or a trainer but it's the time that you get to reflect on where you're at be present with yourself push yourself a little bit and then I feel like I'm ready to go on with the day um so you know finding things around or finding things that you can accomplish or just things that help you feel better um is important it's really important. Um, last question. Well, two questions and then we'll be done. How has recovering from burnout and stress, how does that tie with your faith and spirituality? Come on. Oh, that's just a good question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's the question that makes people think. So I'll say this, like I told myself, you know, I had a reflective period where I was kind of like a little bit out of my head for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? 2022 is going to be your last year of grinding like you've been doing. Go ahead, yeah. make all, you know, pay off whatever you can pay off. But January 1st, 2023, you are living a delicate life. <laughs> you are. Yes. Come on, life. soft life. I love that for you. <laughs> you're going to have a soft life where it is going to be, you're going to do your work for your full time job. You're going to have a little bit of stuff on the side but I'm not going to be busting my tail like I've been doing since I was 16 years old. I'm tired, and it's just, so that's kind of the, the deal that I made with myself. It's like, okay, you got four months. Do whatever you want with these next four months. But as far as how it ties in with my spirituality and even me, I think it's I'll have a chance to really reflect on that next year. Um. Because I really haven't, I've neglected a lot of my spiritual practices, quite honestly. Um, and I want I really want to get back into that. But it's also realizing, again, that you cannot, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And that's what I always keep thinking about, especially over this last year. I've had, you know, my dad has had some health issues. And then just even being there for my brother as he's transitioning into a new career, I'm like, I want to be there for the people that I love and care about, but sometimes it's just like, I I just want to crawl underneath, you know, some sheets and just go to bed. Mm -hmm. But I think just realizing, okay, you cannot pour from an empty cup, so as far as spirituality goes, you need to figure out how, it's kind of almost one of those things, too, I would say self-care or one of those things that help you with burnout is getting into, like, either whether it's going to church or having a practice, um, whether it's meditation, et cetera, reconnecting with that, I think, um, kind of helps balances, at least it balances me out. But I know this past year I have, <laughs> I have not been a part of anything um, spiritual that kind of speaks to my soul. But I'll, I'll pivot it over to Carla because um, probably, I'm probably going to agree with a lot of things she says. Well, I agree with a lot that you said. So um, <laughs> for me, I feel like um, reconnecting, like Simone said, reconnecting with me. Um, 
I too have not been really connected with anything spiritual lately um, because I've just been so like on the go trying to do everything. Um, but I just want to get back to, you know, where I was before I started doing way too much. <laughs> um, and self-care is a big part of that. That's a huge part of it. Um, like the course I'm taking right now, it ends in at the end of August. And after that, I was like, listen, I want to take my time to get back to, you know, not the old me, but a version of the a old version me. of the old you. Yeah. yeah you know, more into her spiritual side and just, you know, more relaxed. Like I'm getting there, like the meditations and that I do and everything, it gets me there. But I just, I feel like I'm missing so much of, you know, who I was before I had a kid and before I got involved with the wrong people or whatever the case is. So I want to get back to that part of me and um, just figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, and it's interesting that you both said that, like, get back to where you were before, um, because I feel like this last three months was I exactly that for me, where it was like, I need to reset, and um, I love your uh, title of your podcast, because it's pausing, unwind, pace, and I needed to rest and pace myself, and recognize that I don't need to strive to get to where I'm going this is a this is not a, a marathon like i i'm i'm just i'm not a sprint this is a marathon like i'm i can walk i can pace myself i can get to where i'm going not on my own timeline but the timeline that was created for me and when it comes to tying the faith and spirituality i like doing things that i was doing before like praying more and reading more writing um taking time in the beginning of my day to say, okay, you know what, God, like, here I am, speak to me, I'm going to just give you all the things that I want for the day or present to you what I want for the day. And whether it happens, great. And if it doesn't happen, okay, too. And being comfortable in the uncomfortable and being willing to let go of some of that control, too. And I think that's what recovering or starting to recover from stress and the burnout is learning to just let go of the things that I can't control. I think that was one of the biggest things that I was cuffed to and tethered to was like, I need to control it. I need to make sure that this happens. And when you see your dreams in front of you literally shatter, because like I planned, I'm going to take this exam. I'm going to do this by this date and I'm going to do this by this age. And none of that happens. I got to a point where I was like, okay, all right, I'm just going to be here and I'm just going to learn to pause and I'm going to learn to not do so much and I'm just going to work it one day at a time. So whether you believe in God, you don't believe in God, whether you are practicing, not practicing, praying, not praying, just getting back to that and getting back to the roots and then understanding that to come out of that weariness and downness and just feeling like I have no energy there are certain things that can counteract that and that's expressing more gratitude being in touch with your friends and your family letting people help you letting people love on you um being transparent with your feelings praying being willing to just say okay you know what I'm just gonna be here and what does being here look like? Taking care of yourself. So I feel like all of that is where we are. And I'm grateful for the both of you for sharing. What is one thing you want to leave with the audience? Well, thanks for having me. This was great. Sure. <laughs> um, but one thing I want to leave with the audience is take time for yourself. Whether that's an elevated skincare routine that I, I can't help but do every day, um, if it's more sleep. Which Carla has great skin, by the way. 
Thank you. It's a little rough right now, but <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, it could be a shopping trip because maybe you want to buy some new workout clothes to feel your best and to look your best for you, not for anyone else. Um, whatever it is, I feel like just do it with no regrets. I would say rest is productive, period. You don't have to justify that. It's productive. Um, but it also always bet on yourself. So again, going back to that big piece of, I understand work is important, but you're important to a lot of people in the world. So making sure that you are betting on yourself and you're treating and loving yourself because um, there's a lot of people that depend on you out there. Do the two things. Well, ladies, thank you. Thank you so much for joining and sharing and being transparent with where you guys are and the tips that you guys are using. Um, everybody go out and follow Carla. Her podcast is Pause, Unwind, and Pace. She does meditations on Sundays and also gives you a little insight on her life and her journey and where she's been. So go like, follow also, go and like, follow us, um, the Sunday Social Hour. Uh, this is a close, the end of season one. I'm so grateful. We have come a long way. Uh, Simone knows we started at the beginning. Um, and I'm just excited to see like where we've been and where we're going. So we're going to be getting ready for season two. So reach out for that or look out for that, rather. And until then, guys, peace, love, enjoy. Bye, everyone. Bye.